Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Mina Kim. Coming up on Forum, AJ Jacobs says he's been crazy for puzzles his entire life. Crosswords, anagrams, and other word games. Also jigsaws, math puzzles, chess puzzles, twisty puzzles like the Rubik's Cube, and puzzle boxes from centuries ago. And it's not just about the joy and satisfaction of solving them. He says puzzles make us better thinkers and better people. AJ Jacobs' new book is The Puzzler, one man's quest to solve the most baffling puzzles ever, from crosswords to jigsaws to the meaning of life. And we want to hear from you. What's your go-to puzzle and why? Join us. This is Forum. I'm Mina Kim. And today we're talking about puzzles. So listeners, I have a crossword clue for you. What Tom Hanks might be given thanks for? The answer is an eight-letter word that starts with the letter U. What Tom Hanks might be given thanks for? Or it might help if I read it, what Tom Hanks might be given T-Hanks for? Again, this is an eight-letter word that starts with the letter U. All right, and with the answer and joining me now is A.J. Jacobs, a lifelong puzzler whose new book is called The Puzzler. With this intriguing subtitle, One Man's Quest to Solve the Most Baffling Puzzles Ever, from Crosswords to Jigsaws to the Meaning of Life. A.J. Jacobs, welcome to Forum. (laughs) Thank you, Mina. Delighted to be here. Well, we're delighted to have you and dying to know the answer. So what's the answer? Well, this is, it's funny. It's a famously tricky clue. It won a couple of years ago. It won best crossword clue in the, uh, in the crossword version of the Oscars, which ah. do exist. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is username because T uh, Hanks, you get it, is likely the username for Tom Hanks. You take the first letter of the first name followed by the last name. So I'm A. Jacobs. He would be T Hanks. Thanks. For the record, I was baffled by this clue for a long time. Well, thanks a lot, AJ. <laughs> appreciate that. I understand you have some more word puzzles that listeners can solve with you on the air if they want to. And just to give them a sense of what you mean, I've actually asked my friend and colleague, Ted Goldberg, to show them and to tackle a couple of ditloids with us. First of all, Ted, are you there? I'm right here. (laughs) Thanks for doing this, Ted. (laughs) All right, Ted. Uh, uh, What are ditloids, first of all, AJ? What are ditloids? Because that I did not know. Well, it is not so well known, but I'm a fan of this puzzle type. It, what it is, is a common phrase 
that begins with a number, but the phrase has been reduced to its initial letters. So for instance, 52 W in a Y, that's the clue, 52 W in a Y, the answer is 52 weeks in a year. Mm. So are you ready, Ted? I guess so. <laughs> okay, here you go. We're, the, we're not gonna we're not gonna out to stump you. These are uh, these are okay. Five thousand two hundred eighty F in uh, M. Five thousand two hundred eighty F in uh, M. I'm having a tough go here. I just want you to be aware this is not coming to me very quickly. <laughs> okay. Well, it is. Let me think if I can think marathons thing. 5,280 feet in a mile. There Woo! it is. All right. <laughs> I would not have gotten it though without your hint. I want you to know that. All right. Well, it was, uh, it was just the tiniest of hints. Uh, how about this one? 20,000 L under the S. 20,000 L under the S? Yes. L as in Oh, lollipop. uh, 20,000 uh, light years under the sea? Basically. No, that doesn't sound right. Basic, yes. It's not, you got half, I give you half credit. You get half a gold star. The sea <laughs> is right, but it's actually the title of the book was 20,000 leagues. Leagues. Under the sea. That's right. So there you go. Okay. Light years would be far. That's true. Far Thank far you for long. that fact, Jake. <laughs> Do you want another one, Ted? Or? I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm willing to play along. <laughs> All right. How about this one? 52C in a D, plus there are two J's. Wait. 52C in a D, 52C in a G, D. C as in Charlie, D as in donut. And two J's are also sometimes included in this collection. I really, I'm not even going to try <laughs> this time. <laughs> It's 52 cards in a deck. Oh, man. I, I could have gotten that one. <laughs> well, it's stressful. You know, you're you're on air. So yeah, I think if we did it air. off air, you would have you would have killed it. That's right. Yeah, totally. And so, Ted, thank you. I also just want to remind our listeners that Ted Goldberg is actually supervising senior editor of news and newscasts at KQED. And before he came on, he said, Mina, I am not a puzzler. But you know what? You are definitely somebody who knows how to play along. And if listeners, you think you can do better than Ted, I totally invite you to come on and ask AJ <laughs> to put one of his word puzzles to you. Um, or you can just tell us why you love puzzles um, and what puzzles you love by calling us at 866-733-6786. Ted, thank you so much. Anytime, Mina. <laughs> thank you, Ted. So, AJ, I just want to step back with you a little bit and ask you, what makes a puzzle a puzzle? Like, what qualifies as the as a puzzle? That's a great question. I have a very broad definition of puzzles in my book. Uh, as you can tell from the subtitle, I consider what is the meaning of life a puzzle? So for me, it's anything that's a mystery, that's a secret that you have to figure out. Uh, but I... Uh, I cover in the book 20 different types of puzzles. So crosswords and jigsaws, mazes, riddles, uh, Japanese puzzle boxes, you name it. Uh, but it's also, as I say, about the puzzle of life, the puzzle of how to how to perhaps be miserable or I mean be happy or at least less miserable uh, in these in these stressful times. So uh but I'm a big fan of puzzles and have been since childhood. So this has been a delight for me to investigate. 
Yeah, you have talked about the expression by the puzzle maker of Sudoku as one of the ways to really describe what a puzzle is and what makes it sort of magical. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, this is the god. He's called the godfather of Sudoku, Makikaji. And he came up with a three symbol summary of puzzles. It's the most concise I've ever heard. So it's question mark, forward arrow, exclamation point. So you're met with a baffling situation. That's the question mark. The forward arrow is the struggle. You're working, you're trying to solve. And the exclamation point is the aha moment when you finally mm -hmm. realize the answer. And I, what I love is it doesn't just apply to puzzles. That can apply to stories, to movies, to life, to anything where to the live arrow, talk shows, <laughs> to live talk shows is definitely a puzzle. Uh, and I will say one of his lessons that I think is super wise is that you have to enjoy that forward arrow. It can't all be about that exclamation point, that ending. You've got to love the journey. You've got to love the struggle and enjoy the uh, the solving. Yes. Uh, and, and that arrow is really interesting because you basically say there are two processes. One is like plain old hard work of trying to get to the answer. But tell us about the second. Yeah, the second is just it's all about insight. It's all about changing your paradigm and looking at the puzzle from a new point of view. Uh, the cliche is uh, to think outside the box, which actually came from a puzzle. So I don't <laughs> feel bad using it uh, because the original think outside the box was nine dots on a page in a square and you had to connect them with four lines without lifting your pencil and you had to go outside the box. But that's thinking outside the box is what humans do best. It's, I mean, that's why we have fire, the wheel, the mRNA vaccine. That to me is the, um, is what makes us people. But you also love the question mark piece, which is like that bafflement moment. I think you call it psychological pain, but you enjoy it. <laughs> Why do you think we voluntarily like to baffle ourselves? Well, I think we all like some sort of challenge. I, I am not a fan of triathlons, uh, but uh, that's sort of the, uh, the physical version. But I think we are wired to want a challenge. I think that is uh, evolution has given us the, uh, the desire to take on a challenge and find the answer because that's how we, we make progress uh, with, ever, as I said, everything from the wheel to the vaccine. So I, uh, I love a little pain. I don't love a lot of pain. <laughs> I love a little bit of mental mm. pain, the joy of suffering. And uh, actually a great author I quote in the book is uh, Paul Bloom, a psychology professor at Yale who talks a lot about uh, the joy, the, the joy of suffering. <laughs> Mild well, let, suffering. Let me go to a caller. Latrice in Pittsburgh wants to join us. Hi, Latrice. Hello. So tell us what's your what's a puzzle you love? I love cryptograms. I'm not super good at them, but I do love them. Um, when and whenever I'm able to solve them, or whenever I'm able to get an actual letter or finish an entire puzzle, I I feel really good about myself. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's that wonderful that. feeling. Uh, I understand you are also game to do a puzzle on air. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Do you have one for Latrice, AJ? Of course. Um, 
And by the way, cryptograms are great. They were, uh, they've been around for decades. These are the ones where you have to, uh, you're given a code and you have to decode it. And I loved exploring. I have a whole section on codes, uh, in, including Cryptos, which is the one of the most famous unsolved codes. It's a, it's on a statue at the CIA headquarters in Langley, and not even the CIA has been able to figure it out. Uh, so I say that as I am flipping through, looking for some good puzzles for you. What about, how about riddles? Riddles don't get enough uh, credit anymore. They are, uh, so I want to bring for back. a riddle, Latrice? Yeah. All, All right, right. go for it, AJ. I'm going to do some historical ones. Like this is from um, African folklore. Wherever I go, it closely follows me. What is it? What is something that closely follows you wherever you go? What do you think, yeah. Latrice? Oh, sorry. I thought. Um, That's the shadow? end of the puzzle. <laughs> Say yes, that again. A shadow. She got it. A shadow. Absolutely. A shadow. Oh. Yes. Very nice. You want to try one more? Yes. All right. This one's a little trickier. This one is from uh, the 1950s, United States. Uh, it can travel anywhere in the world simply by staying in the corner. What is it? And I'll, I'll try to give you some clues without giving it away because I, I didn't get this one. It's tricky. But it travels around the, the world, but it stays in the corner. And right now, mm. I believe it's at, I actually don't know. I, is it at 52 cents? It's, uh, I have the forever versions. So, but this thing mm. costs a little money. You got, you buy All it. All right. At, oh, a stamp. There it is. <laughs> nice. All right. Congratulations, awesome. Latrice. And we'll have more puzzles after the break. Stay with us, listeners. This is Forum. This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. Here's what we're talking about on Monday. We want to know what Disneyland means to California. Have you been to Disneyland? Is it truly the happiest place on earth? Do you love all things Disney or try to avoid it? You can share your thoughts about Disney and Disneyland ahead of Monday's show by leaving a voicemail with us at 415-553-3300. Today, we are talking about Puzzles with A.J. Jacobs, whose new book is called The Puzzler, One Man's Quest to Solve the Most Baffling Puzzles Ever, from Crosswords to Jigsaws to the Meaning 
of life. And we have invited you, our listeners, to join the conversation. What kinds of puzzles do you tend to gravitate toward? What do you love about them? You can tell us at 866-733-6786. Again, 866-733-6786. And uh, you can also post on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're at KQED Forum. And if you'd like to solve a puzzle live on air, you can let us know that too. And AJ will put one to you. Let me go to Matthew in San Francisco. Hi, Matthew. Good morning. So tell us, what what type of puzzle do you love to do? I love the crypto. And I also, uh, the New York Times, Monday through Wednesday, but Thursday, (laughs) Friday, and Saturday, forget it. Monday through Wednesday, crossword, you mean? Yeah, the New York Times, during the week, the first three days are simple, you know, but they, they, they increase the gravity as the week goes on. And, and by the time you get to Friday, <laughs> it's horrible. Well, can I tell you, can I just jump in to tell you a little story about that? Because that's how I start yeah. my book is I, a few years ago, I appeared as the clue, the answer to a New York Times crossword puzzle. Uh, and it was author A.J. Blank. And I was the answer, A.J. Jacobs. So I was riding high as a word nerd. This was my holy grail. And then my brother-in-law emailed me to point out, he did congratulate me, but then he pointed out that I was in the Saturday puzzle where all the answers, like you say, are totally obscure. No one's (laughs) supposed to know them. So his point was, this is not a compliment. This is proof that no one knows who you are. So I was crushed. The twist is, the happy ending is, I told this story on a podcast, and it happened that one of the New York Times crossword makers was listening and put me in a Tuesday, where I don't belong, but I'm in a Tuesday. Not a Monday, but I'll take it. Oh, that is so sweet. Matthew, are you also game to do a puzzle? I, I think I understand that you said that you were willing to try. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right well, since... Since you like crosswords, I'm going to give you a couple of my favorite wordplay crossword clues. Uh, This one is from uh, Elizabeth Gorski, a New Yorker uh, crossword writer. This is a a four-letter word, and the answer is four letters, and the clue is first lady's residence. So first lady's residence. It's not East Wing, but it is the residence of the first lady. E blank, 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 four letters. It was the first. Yes, he got it. He got (laughs) Eden. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Matthew, thanks for playing. (laughs) Okay. Um, And as you were talking about how you love crosswords, uh, AJ, I was interested to learn from your book that you, that they were originally called word crosses. First, can you talk about what has drawn you so much to crossword puzzles? I think I love crossword puzzles for several reasons. I love the idea that all of these, all of the different ideas and uh, uh, objects can all fit inside this grid. So you can have, you know, Abyssinian poets next to uh, Doja Cat, uh, <laughs> next to, uh, you know, nuclear physics. Uh, so I love that it encompasses everything. I also, uh, that I also love that it requires you to look at words from different angles. And I think that is so important. So when you see a word Mm. like trunk, 
you know, you think, well, it could be the trunk of an elephant. It could be the trunk of a of luggage. It could be the trunk of your of your body. And that has made me much more uh, aware of how words can be used. And in this age of disinformation, I think it's so important to pay super close attention to words and how they can be used. A word like freedom uh, can be used in so many ways and, and it can be used to sort of trick us into liking something that may not be uh, so good for us. So I think they're just really good at teaching us how to think. Yes. Well, one of your three favorite strategies for crossword puzzle solving, you say, is embrace the eraser, meaning that you need to keep your mind flexible, be open to new perspectives, like not to fall in love with one particular hypothesis. And it kind of sounds like life advice. Do you take this as life advice? Embrace oh, the ab eraser? Exactly. A hundred percent. Embrace the eraser in crosswords, but also in life. You've got to think probabilistically. You've got to be open to new evidence. And I think that is one of the problems we face as a culture is that, and, and I include myself in this, uh, in this bias, that we, we have a belief and we are so entrenched in it that we are unable to erase it and revise it and amend it. Uh, so I am all for... I'll, I even go overboard. I say something. Sometimes my wife will say, will you be home by six o'clock? And I'll say, there's a 70% chance I'll be home by six o'clock. Uh, but I don't want to say yes or no, because I do think most of life is on a dimmer. It's not an on off switch. So uh, yes, embrace the eraser. Well, Anita tweets, logic grid puzzles are my go-to puzzles. Complex clues and elimination of possibilities are bliss. <laughs> another listener <laughs> another listener writes, I recently became addicted to the daily New York Times spelling bee puzzle, like start the new one right at midnight when it's revealed. Kind of addicted. Oh, it is. Well, first of all, I'm very jealous that she lives in California because for me, it's revealed at three in the morning <laughs> and I'm addicted as well, but I have to wait for three in the morning to do it. Uh, but yes, I love the spelling bee. And, and that one, if you don't know, is, is seven letters and you have to make all sorts of words out of it. But I heard a rumor that you are a jigsaw fan. I, I do love jigsaw. I love word puzzles too, actually, but I, I do love jigsaws as well. That is lovely. Yeah. I, what do you love about them, if I could ask? Oh, I know you. Well, I think they, one of the times that I really like to do them is right when I'm starting a vacation, like right when I'm going on, on a break, because I feel like it helps get me to the space I want to be in during the vacation. <laughs> Something <laughs> about is... being able to focus not on work I think being sort of alone and trying to put something together puts me in, in a brain space that feels just right for trying to get to that place that people say it often takes 10 days to get to, which is to forget mm. about your job. Right. I love that. I love that. Yeah. A lot of people talk about the meditative joy of jigsaw puzzles. And weirdly, they were not my favorite type of puzzle. I was kind of snobby, but for, in doing this, I got very into them and I, I realized the error of my ways. I'm now a huge fan. And as part of this, you know, part of the book is, is the history of puzzles and part is the actual puzzles you get to solve, but part is my adventures. Uh, and I went to Spain to compete as Team USA in the World Jigsaw Puzzle Championship. <laughs> 
And it was a disaster. I wish you had been <laughs> on my team, Mina, because I was an embarrassment to my country. Uh, we came in second to last, but it was a joy. It was a, a disastrous joy because I loved the experience of meeting people at the top of the, you know, even if you think it's a silly skill to meet the LeBron James of anything is just uh, is fascinating and wonderful. I thought that story was so funny. And didn't you also go because no one from the U.S. had signed up? Yes, I totally lucked into it uh, because this happened to be the first year. It was right before the pandemic, first year that the World Jigsaw Puzzle Championship was was happening. And I went on uh, online to look it up and there were 40 countries signed up, you know, New Zealand and Mexico and Uruguay and uh, and no USA. So on a whim, I just filled out the uh, the application thinking that they would weed me out. And the next day I got an email, congratulations, you are Team USA. Uh, and I had to recruit three other players to be on my team. Uh, I recruited my wife and two of my sons. Uh, they agreed if they didn't have to wear a uniform, which I said, okay. <laughs> and then I made them wear a uniform. So <laughs> I, I went back, but it was fascinating. You know, you, you had eight hours uh, in this stadium and you had to uh, complete four big jigsaw puzzles over between one and two, 2,500 pieces. Mm. And, uh, and the Russian team did it in under four hours. Wow. And we, we finished one puzzle in six and a half hours. So we were not a threat, but we, uh, but as I say, a wonderful time nonetheless. Yeah. Well, my go-to for just the right amount of anguish is a thousand piece puzzle. I don't know mm. what your go-to is, but I like thousand. That's kind of like my, my happy place. <laughs> I do too. I do too. I've actually become a fan of there. There's some sort of uh, wooden hand carved puzzles. Ooh, that you know what? I think we have a listener very... who wanted to talk about a wooden oh. hand carved puzzle. Let me go to Sarah in Palo Alto. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? Well, what do you want to say, Sarah? Well, so um, yeah, I'm actually working on one as we speak. Um, ah. And I just over the last two years have gotten totally addicted to the um, the wooden jigsaw puzzles. And I think um, one of the wonderful things about them is that they, uh, the pieces are created, um, there's identifiable shapes. So there's people in different poses. If it's a gardening puzzle or a floral puzzle, it'll have gardening tools or, you know, animal shapes. And it's just, um, it's just so creative. And then they get really creative with the borders. You think the border is going to be easy. And then the border piece will be like a tiny little pin head point that comes down to the edge. <laughs> and um, yeah, they're just, they're wonderfully addictive. Well, yeah. Thanks, Sarah, for sharing that. And and you were saying to AJ, how much you love those hand carved wooden puzzles. Did you want to add anything to what Sarah was saying? Yeah. I love that she's discovered them. I went to on an adventure to the headquarters of the sort of the biggest, most famous one that makes these called Stave. And as Sarah said, they're so surprised. I have never had a jigsaw puzzle that made me laugh out loud, but these do because they can be so clever and surprising. And the guy who founded Stave is a delightful, uh, he's, he calls himself chief tormentor and he loves to mess with people's minds. Sometimes he'll put pieces in from other puzzles into your box, just, uh, just to make it more difficult. Uh, but they are, as Sarah says, they are really fun and beautiful. They're beautiful. They're also 
really tactile. And you explore other types of tactile puzzles in your book, a category that you call twisty puzzles like the Rubik's Cube and others are there as well. And then there's those beautiful Japanese puzzle boxes that you talk about, which require one very specific sequence of moves to solve. Can you talk about what is satisfying about tactile puzzles like this that you found? Well, to me, I live in such a non-tactile world. You know, the only tactile activity I do is swiping my phone. So it is, I, I feel I've lost something. And just having these puzzles where you actually touch them and feel the texture and the hands. And uh, as you mentioned, Japanese puzzle boxes, they were a revelation because this is, I never heard of them, but there's a cult of people who are obsessed with them. What they are is wooden, beautiful wooden boxes. They started in Japan and the object is to open them up. There's nothing inside, but it's just a challenge to open them. And you have to spin them. You have to turn them upside down. You have to move all sorts of panels and it can take hours or days or months. And uh, I was just uh, uh, blown away by the cleverness and the, uh, the, the how artistic they were. Uh, and I interviewed one of the some of the people who who made them and they are like uh, yeah they're like sculptors they're the michelangelos of these uh of these puzzles mm. we're talking about all kinds of puzzles word puzzles jigsaws logic puzzles and and what we love about them and their their effects on us we're talking with aj jacobs a journalist and author his new book is the puzzler one man's quest to solve the most baffling puzzles ever from crosswords to jigsaws to the meaning of life and you are listeners are invited to share the types of puzzles that you gravitate toward and why 866-733-6786, the number. Email us, forum at kqed.org. You can also post your thoughts on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Let me go to Dave and Hollister. Hi, Dave. Hey there. Hey. How are you? Well, how Love are you your doing? Show. Got Good. Got to buy that book. Um, we always have jigsaw puzzles going at home and I wanted to tell and see if you've heard of one. They're called Magic Puzzle, where they spin around. Once you complete them, you spin around to a different configuration. It makes a different picture. Oh, that a, is, a new word I hadn't heard of those. I'm going to look into them. Thank you. And also, um, my family's been playing Wordle for months, and they just go nuts every morning. They got to <laughs> talk about how quick they did it. And so I made one um, that has randomness built in, so it's like a slot machine that spins letters. So it's different every time. It's called MyWordSpin.com, mm. and I just created it just because I wanted a little more random randomness. And also, I use 2,500 everyday words, although there are up to 15,000 harder words in there. Oh, but wow. Easier. Yeah. So check it out. MyWordSpin.com. Yeah, you're a perfect example, Dave, of one of the things that I have noticed about Wordle, which is not just a phenomenon that has taken hold, but that there have been so many offshoots of it, AJ. Absurdle, Quartle, Octordle. Um, I know it's too late to include Wordle in your book, but I know you also play Wordle regularly. Talk about what you think is behind Wordle's appeal. Well, first of all, I mean, I agree 100%. I love how creative that people have been with the spinoffs and there's Loodle, which has naughty words and Taylordle for Taylor Swift related words. And I think it's an, a great example of creativity. Uh, I think one, one, first of all, Wordle, I like it because it's, uh, it, it's sort of 
to recall the uh, first part of our segment, it's like the Tom Hanks of puzzles. It's very nice. It's not threatening. You know, you can usually solve it. So I like that. I also think that one of the one of the things I love most about puzzles is that it does bring people together. It, some people consider it a solitary, but I disagree. I think most people do puzzles. At, it, they tell their friends, they do it together. And, and I actually saw Josh Wordle, the inventor of Wordle, speak at the Crossword Puzzle Tournament a couple months ago. And he told a lovely story about how there was a, a gay man who is estranged from his family. They were a very conservative family. Uh, and it was Wordle that brought them together. Wordle was sort of a, a glue, a bond that they could all agree on. So I do think puzzles have this ability to bring people together. To uh, It's a uniting, not a dividing force. Oh, that's so lovely. Martha, listener, writes something along those lines. Martha writes, my kids live in different cities, but we connect three or four times a week with puzzles. Currently, hmm. we're into spelling bee and semantle. I rarely achieve queen bee, but my kids do. <laughs> the competition is as much fun as the puzzles. We do not give each other hints. We just brag when we do well. So it really is a community building tool, I guess. Right. Absolutely. I really think, and there's actually research on this. I, I talk about um, Cass Sunstein, who's a famous behavioral scientist and law professor who he, he tried to figure out ways to bridge the gap between liberals and conservatives. And he said one of the best and only ways was that they collaborated on a crossword puzzle. So having this, this, this goal to work towards together, I love it. Yeah, well, I love this point in your intro where you write, if we see the world as a series of puzzles instead of a series of battles, we will come up with better solutions. That was from A.J. Jacobs' new book, The Puzzler, and A.J. Jacobs is my guest today, and you, our listeners, are as well, sharing with us what puzzles you love and why. And if you'd like to solve a puzzle on air, you can always let us know. A.J. will put one to you, 866-733-6786, the number, 866-733-6786. You can also post your thoughts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at KQED Forum, or email us, forum, at kqed.org. I'm Mina Kim. This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. You're listening to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. We're talking about puzzles this hour, all kinds. Jigsaws, logic puzzles, word puzzles, what we love about them, their effects on our brains and our hearts. 
A.J. Jacobs is a journalist and author. His new book is The Puzzler, One's Man's Quest to Solve the Most Baffling Puzzles Ever, from Crosswords to Jigsaws to the Meaning of Life. Jacobs' previous books include Drop Dead Healthy and The Year of Living Biblically. <laughs> wow, those sound like uh, other shows we could do, A.J. Jacobs. Those are anytime you want me back. Um, but for now, we've asked listeners to share what puzzles they gravitate toward and why. Um, and you can, of course, do that by emailing us forum at kqed.org or posting your thoughts on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Actually, AJ, this has inspired listeners to send some riddles to you. So I'm going to put mm. some to you if that's okay. Yeah, so absolutely. here's a riddle from Daniel who writes, Thieves broke into the police department and stole all the toilets. Why didn't the police solve the crime? <laughs> I like it. First of all, I want to uh, start with an out, which is that I talk about in the book, it's okay not to know the answer. It's, it's, <laughs> okay. it's important to live with that uncertainty. That's a very good life lesson. <laughs> nice. So if I don't get the answer, that's my excuse. But uh, why did they not solve the crime? <laughs> they took all the toilets and uh, they did not solve the crime. Oh man, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know it, either. So it, I'm hoping it's not like some pun on uh, like a scatological pun, but it may be. What do we All got? Right. Well, do you think you know? And if anyone knows that answer, you can oh, write okay, it in yeah. for us. I'll ask listeners if they know the answer to Daniel's riddle. Ron has another one. What do male decks, male as an M A I L, what do male decks and years have in common? Male decks and years. Okay, that's a good one. I'm thinking it's a word that connects them all. So, like, what would a male like uh, decks and years? Golden male? That doesn't work. Golden years. I'm gonna give up so I don't waste people's time. But I, but I do want other people to uh, to write in or or if these uh, listeners have mercy on us, they can share the answer. Um, but actually, I like, we... I like I'm usually the one giving the puzzles. I don't didn't expect to be quizzed myself. Though I do believe that our producer Grace One thinks she has the answer. She says, Ooh. "Police, the one about thieves broke into the police department and stole all the toilets. Why didn't the police solve the crime?" Grace writes, police have nothing to go on. <laughs> we actually posted was, one. Yeah, it, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying it was a pun, but it was a good pun and pretty right. G-rated. So I, I liked it. Yeah, people are good about that. This is the riddle we posted on social uh, from logician and puzzle legend Raymond Smullyan. Created a genre called Knights and Knaves puzzles in his 1978 book, What is the Name of This Book? These puzzles take place on an island where there are two types of people, knights who always tell the truth and knaves who always lie. So here's one of the least confusing examples, yet it's still confusing. On the island of knights and knaves, you meet two people on the road. The first one says, we are both knaves. What are they? And actually, the very first person to get that answer was Nathan. But do you know the answer, AJ? Well, I do because it's in my book. <laughs> <laughs> So that helped me. Right. Yes. Right. You're a uh, ringer. <laughs> that's right. The, the answer is that one is a knave and one is a knight. Uh, and and you can do it just by going through. If they were both knaves, then that wouldn't work. If they were both knights and they told the truth, that wouldn't work. So it has to be a knight and a knave. But I love those. That's the, as I say, that's the easiest version of these knights and knave puzzles. They get so twisty and confusing and I think delightful. Uh, but they are, um, 
they're a whole genre unto themselves. Well, I want to clap for Nathan, who was the first to answer. Thank you, Nathan. Congrats. <laughs> the first person to answer for us. Um, and uh, we've got some more calls coming in. Let me go to John in Belmont. Hi, John. Hello. Hi, AJ. This is uh, John Pliska, actually, your uh, puzzle conspirator Greg's brother. Oh, my and, goodness. Hello, uh, John. I'm here in Belmont, and I'm calling it, as you can probably guess, I've been, uh, I've had a lot of puzzles that my brother has had me solved, and there is this notion in gift-giving that it is a, a great honor to receive a gift, but it's an even greater honor to have your gift received. And I was wondering if you could comment on the joys of actually both making puzzles and then watching the process others go through as they solve those puzzles. Oh, I love that. First of all, let me just say quickly, uh, John's brother, Greg Pliska, is my collaborator. He came up with 20 original puzzles for the book that are fantastic, uh, in addition to the, the historical ones we include. And there is a contest, no purchase necessary, yep. that Greg actually is leading the charge on. And it's a very, I can boast about it because I did nothing for it. He did everything and his collaborators. Uh, but if you go to the puzzlerbook.com, you will see this amazing contest they created. And the, and the prize is actually $10,000. Um, right. So anyway, uh, I love the question. I actually discovered that I do not have the personality of a puzzle maker because you do have to be able to tolerate other people being in pain. And I am... Uh, you know, I just don't have that in me. I'm too much of a softy. So I don't like to see people. I'd rather be the one suffering. Uh, so, uh, so I don't, I did do uh, some, create some puzzles as part of my adventures, but I am a, I am a fan of being uh, the puzzle solver uh, as opposed to the puzzle maker. Well, John, thanks so much for the call. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, one of the things that puzzles do is they are basically pattern finding things. And I think one of the things that I was struck by was a comment from earlier where the listener wrote that they're a little addicted. I, I think there's a there's a, a side to puzzles that you also touch on in your book, which is a darker side, a dark side that we should all be aware of. Can you just talk a little bit about the dangers that can happen from becoming a little too addicted to puzzles, especially maybe pattern finding puzzles? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there are, it, it can be a vice if it takes over your life. I think it's, as far as vices go, it's not a bad one. But I actually, I think what you're referring to is, is this, um, uh, this word I discovered called apophenia, which is a fascinating concept. And uh, just to explain it is patterns are so important. We are programmed as humans to find patterns. Uh, and that's great. That is usually great. That's science is all about finding patterns and solving puzzles. But you can become addicted to finding patterns and finding patterns that aren't there. So seeing the face of Virgin Mary in a piece of French toast, that's what apophenia is. When you find patterns that are not there and you get attached to them and refuse. And to me, that is a big part of what's wrong with the world right now is that people are finding QAnon is a perfect example. They have solved this puzzle. They think they have solved the puzzle, but it's not 
It's not true. They have made it up. They have found these patterns that don't exist in emails uh, from you know, Democratic uh, staff members. They've found all of these patterns and they won't let go. Whatever they see confirms they've got the confirmation bias. So in puzzles, in whether you're doing crosswords or whether it's politics, I, again, it's, I think it's so important to uh, be open to to be flexible, to look at the, be willing to look at evidence and change your mind. Uh, I think that we should, we should celebrate people who change their mind as opposed to saying, oh, he's no backbone or he's a flip-flopper. No, that to me is a sign of intelligence and flexibility and, and that's what we need. Well, let me go to caller John in San Bernardino. Hi, John. Hello there. Go right ahead. Hello. Yes. Uh, I think the best kind of uh, puzzles are public policy problems, which is uh, uh, your last comments segue right into it. And they are not only challenging and fascinating, but if you solve one, you're improving the world. <laughs> I love that. And I, I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, well, I was just going to say that that is kind of the way I see the world as a series of puzzles. And, uh, and if I'm in a discussion about public policy with someone else, instead of seeing it as a fight, to try to see it as a puzzle. What, what do we disagree on? Why do we believe what we believe? Is there evidence that I can use or she can use to change my mind? And that makes it more of a collaborative adventure as opposed to this uh, war between two, which rarely uh, leads to progress. Uh, people are rarely convinced when you just, uh, you know, just uh, hammer them with your side as opposed to asking questions. Well, thanks, John, for the comment. And that's what I was going to say, AJ, um, or prompt you to say was just that really does feel like the 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 real core, the theme of your entire book. Uh, let me go to Helen in Queens Creek, Arizona. Hi, Helen. <laughs> Hi. What's on your mind? Well, I wanted to um, present an odd man out question, kind of like what they used to have on Says You at 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoons on KGBD. <laughs> cool. Go for it. Um, it's a non-mathematical puzzle with numbers. What's the odd man out of one, two, three, and four, and why? The odd man out of one, two, three, and four. Uh, oh, that is very. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm not going to waste people's time with I <laughs> with me just ha think, hemming Ellen? and hawing. Uh, I'm going to say I love the question, and what is the answer? Okay, before you answer, Wait. Helen. Oh, no yeah. homonyms. Say that one more time. Three, because it has no homonyms. One, two, and four all can be spelled different ways. Mm. Ooh, thanks, right. Alan. That That's a stumper, actually. That is good. Like you one can be WN. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. Thanks for that. Um, let me remind listeners, we're talking with AJ Jacobs. We're talking about puzzles, why we love them, and what they do for us. 
um, how they affect our brains and hearts. And you are listening to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. As we're trying to do puzzles on the air in these moments, one of the things I do remember you saying, as somebody who is a puzzler, someone who is so obsessed with puzzles, that you actually don't think you're very good at them, <laughs> or that you're good at them, but you wouldn't call yourself a puzzle master. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm sort of, you know, like if, I, if it was basketball, I'd be a pretty good intramural player. But there are people who are NBA level. And uh and I love that. I love meeting them. I'm, I'm happy not to be the best because there's so much to learn. Uh, but yes, meeting people who, uh, you know, just are on another level. And, um, and one of the adventures I went on was to the MIT mystery hunt, which is like the Ironman triathlon for puzzle nerds. And it is every January in Boston, 2000 people come and spend 72 straight hours solving the hardest puzzles you can imagine. They're so hard, you need 50 people on your team to, to crack them. And it was just a joy to watch these people, uh, be, because these puzzles will blow your mind. They, they don't even have instructions. You'd, you'll just get something like a fortune cookie and inside are a bunch of mysterious symbols. And that's it. That's the puzzle. You have to figure out what, what the heck that means. And they are available online. So people can search MIT Mystery Hunt and check them out. Um, but do it with several friends. Don't do it alone or else uh, you, will, uh, you, will, <laughs> you will be frustrated. But if you're not so great at puzzles, how did you get your puzzle epiphany, basically, in terms of the power of puzzles? Well, I'm not terrible at puzzles. I just want to put that there. <laughs> but I also, I mean, I love them. I love them. And I love the joy of the struggle. I love the aha moments. I love being able to think outside the box. It makes me, I feel more creative in my, in my life. And as I say, it's a communal thing. So uh, I, am, I am a huge enthusiast. You know, I'm, I'm sort of like, you know, it, this is my sports, so but I may was, not be. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, AJ, but I'm just curious if there's a moment when you were like, wow, this puzzle saved my life or this puzzle really had a life-changing effect. I would, well, I, I was addicted very early on. So I was, as a kid, I subscribed to Games Magazine and, you know, looked forward to that. I would... I would make these pencil mazes. I was super into mazes and I would make mazes the size of my living room. So it was never, um, it, it was never a, a big epiphany or a turning point. It's just been a lifelong obsession. Mm. Well, our producer Grace says AJ and I are the same nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to call her Jeff in Sunnyvale. Hi, Jeff. Hi. I have an answer to your question about what's uh, is or male uh, Dex and Years. Oh, male Dex and Years, that riddle. Yes. What's the answer, Jeff? 52. 52 cents for uh, uh, to send the mail, first class, 52 cards in a deck, and 52 weeks in a year. Ah. Wow. Nice. Well, All right. That, you guys that's almost good. gave it earlier, and, and you, you had a, your puzzle on 52 D in a Y. So, right. Oh, right. We had them both. We had 52C and a D and 52W and a Y. So we were just dancing around it the whole time, huh? <laughs> right. 
Well, thanks for giving us that relief. And there is also that moment, right, AJ, that's just so wonderful. The moment of aha, as you've called it, that moment of sort of um, puzzling with something, being in that state of, of mild, just on the edge of mild suffering, and then getting to that moment of, of aha. And, and Jeff has done that for us. <laughs> Yeah, I do feel I felt the dopamine just uh, spurred on out when uh, when he said that. That was great. Although it does have a um, it does have a uh, 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 it won't last forever because the mail stamps will go up to that's true or whatever. That's so enjoy true. it while you can. That's true, and that's also the wonderful thing about puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sharon writes, I'm totally addicted to the Jigsaw Puzzle app. I really like that I can do other things like listen to the radio, Giants Baseball, and Forum are my favorite go-to radio to listen to while working a jigsaw. Aw, thanks, Sharon. That's so nice of you to say. I really appreciate knowing that you like to listen to us while you're doing jigsaws as well. So, so I guess in many ways, we've had a conversation where we really experienced the bafflement, the joys of suffering with other people with regard <laughs> to puzzles uh, and unsolved puzzles. And I guess that seems to be a good place to end. Give, give our frustrated puzzlers out there who are noodling on puzzles uh, a, little, a little bit of your point about the joys of suffering. That's right. Don't enjoy what we talked about, that forward arrow. That is the, that to me, uh, when he sent that, it was sort of like life wisdom. It's, it's the old, uh, old saw about enjoying the journey, not just the destination. So love, love it. Even if you never get that last piece in, you can still love the feeling of the, the trek and getting those, even just getting two pieces in a jigsaw puzzle can be joyful. Well, AJ, it was a joy talking to you. Thanks so much for coming on. Well, my pleasure. I had a great time. AJ Jacobs. The book is The Puzzler, One Man's Quest. One Man's Quest to solve the most baffling puzzles ever from crosswords to jigsaws to the meaning of life. This Hour of Forum is produced by Ariana Prail, Grace One, Cesar Saldana, Caroline Smith was our engagement producer this week, and Susan Britton is our lead producer. Our senior producer is Susan Davis. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Katie McMurrin, Brendan Willard, and Jim Bennett. Our interns are Jennifer Ng and Paul C. Kelly Campos, with help from Stephen Shemaleski. Our executive editor is Ethan Tobin Lindsay, and our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Mina Kim. Thank you for listening. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio, the Germanicos Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. This is Barbara Leslie, President of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. 
Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Available wherever you get your podcasts.